Hey, this is Joseph Sala and this is Grits and Grits, a weekly discussion with restaurant and beverage industry designers and professionals on all things creative. Thanks for tuning in. All right, Grits and Grits podcast inaugural. Woo! Yay! Yeah. It's all happening. It's all come to this. We practiced. <laughs> We're here. We didn't practice at all, actually. This is from the hip, mm-hmm. uh, like most good things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so today I have Lexi Korn from Iris Worldwide's Atlanta office. She is a team member, and she is radical. She's an associate creative director. She writes a lot of stuff. I do. Uh, works on good things, makes waves, makes trouble. Mm-hmm. Makes excellent hair. Yep, and has and is one letter away from the best name ever for a copywriter. It's it's true. Um, I was lucky enough to marry a man whose last name is Corn. Um, so if you removed the R from my name, it would become Lexicon. Lexicon. Which uh, yeah, that would actually be a perfect name for a writer, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> Missed it by one letter. It's all right. Close, closer than most. Um, all right, so many of you may be asking, what the hell is this? Yeah, who are um, these people? Who are these crazy nuts? What do they want? Uh, we want your money. All of it. And your children. No. Wait, no, I don't want the that. Children. I don't uh, want that at all. We don't. It's true. Um, that's how you lose all the money. Yeah, that's, where, that's why we need <laughs> the money first, and then, and then the children, <laughs> uh, so we can raise an army of designers and thinkers. Um, so most of you who are listening to this have been fans of the blog for quite a while, and you've probably thought about reading one of the interviews, but those are long and annoying. They're, they are. I you never know? read them. I mean... And they actually take more time than this. Yeah. Let's just so, talk it out. We just figured, yeah. let's just talk it out, you know? Yeah, these are good things, and who reads? No one? You say that to the copywriter. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our attempt at something that is a little more digestible by you folks and folks and, like us. And that was that pun was completely intended. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Digestible. Um, so we'll be interviewing uh, creatives from all over the world, hopefully. That's the goal. Um, talking about restaurant and beverage branding and food, from packaging to brand development to marketing and to everything. copywriting. Copywriting, <laughs> writing some headlines, um, as well as we're going to try to rope in some some clients. Well, yeah. We want to hear the client side. I mean, why not? I mean, I have a lot of reasons why not, I mean, they, but we're going to. But they pay the bills at the end they of the day. They do pay the bills. So... But I think it'd be interesting for all of us to, to hear from that side of the table. Yeah, you know, just a different perspective. Yes. Usually wrong, but... <laughs> but... We'll edit it we'll, later. Yeah. We'll, we'll fix it, it in post. That's right. Like everything else. <laughs> um, so Grits and Grids is meant to be a little bit different than some of these other podcasts. It's not necessarily an interview format. It's really what you're hearing right now. Um, I wanted it to be conversational and not a question and answer um, format. Instead, we want to discuss things. And so with that as the focus, we are going to have a different theme every month um, that may vary. I'm trying to make it, I think, a little bit focused on the month. So for instance, February mm. uh, will be passion focused because of Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. And March may be focused on, is it good work or just luck? Oh, see, I thought it was going to be dying things green. Or die. It should be now. It will be now. Yeah. Things that start. Things that rhyme with green. Mm. Yes. One thing. Um, 
And then every week, we will have a different person. The first week of the month, we're going to do team talk, which is mm. what you're hearing right now. Hi, I'm the team talk person. That's right. Yay. Not to be confused with teen talk. No, which would not, be, definitely not a teenager. We talk about Bieber and mm-hmm. I don't Maybe know. Maybe we should talk about Bieber. It could be. I don't know what other kids talk about these days. I really don't. I, I don't either. I know that they use a lot of consonants. Yes. In their writing. They do. They do. And they vocal for Oh, my God. It's so real. <laughs> um, so it should be a lot of fun to hear from people that I've worked with, people I work with, um, and what their thoughts are about the theme, which we'll get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks will be with different creatives, and then the final week will be with a client. Yeah. Or at least someone in the non-traditional like agency creative world. Well, I'd say that sounds pretty cool. It should be. I hope so. Yeah. I'm glad to be a part of it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be weekly. It's going to be 30 minutes, so you can listen to this on a commute or, you know, while you ignore your other things that you have to do in the day. Mm-hmm. Or while you're waiting, if you're like me, while you're waiting for your oven to preheat. Yeah, it's, well, preheat's not a real word. I don't like that word. Uh, okay, well, what do you call it? Well, as soon as oh, you get the it bonnet, just heats. It just heats. It just heats. Yeah. It's just not heating the food yet. It's true. And that's the pre. Yes, yeah, so that's the pre part. So yep. there's got to be a better so word. it's like a preheat food setting. Yes, I think they the brevity failed them on that one. Yeah. Because the preheat would be pushing the button and And that's why it. grammar is so important, kids. That's right. And pauses. Mm-hmm. Punctuation. Um, <laughs> so, with that said, uh, I can't believe I just said that. Just that said. Damn. Anyway, <laughs> might edit that out, too. Or I'll just leave it in so you can laugh at me. Um, this month, the month of September, is going to be focused on brand as business. Mm, which business. Biz. It's business. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a term coined by Denise Leone, who is actually, uh, I credit her with putting a fire under my hiney. Your bum bum? The bum. Your tush? The tushy tush to uh, do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because she's really busy and she was like, I don't want to write anything. Can you just call me and record it? And I was like, you know what, Denise, I can. And I think that's called a podcast. Yeah. And I think I should do one. And so that's, that's how that And happens. it's happening now. It's happening now. We're watching Dreams Come True. Dreams well, I mean, we're listening. Listening, listening to Dreams Come <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how it started. She's going to be the fourth week of this month. And then um, before her, we have <clears throat> Travis Ledoux from Mast, a studio in Denver, who's killing it with restaurant design and branding as well as some other things. Yeah, some really incredible stuff. Beautiful. And we have Kodo Design on there as well. And they also are killing it. In fact, they just wrote a book, uh, and it's not even published in paper format. It's actually a website that is a book, which is really cool. And we have Isaac Arthur from Kodo, who's going to be talking about practicing what you preach. Mm. Travis from Mass is talking about Life beyond the logo slap, you know. Well, what is the logo slap? Yeah, it's a good question. So a like lot being, of time, being from the other side of the aisle, yeah, if you will, right? Um, what is the logo slap for you? It'd be like headline slap. Oh. You know, so you write a really good headline for mm-hmm. one specific media, and then a client wants to put it on every banner oh, ad, everything, everything t-shirts, mm-hmm. maybe a car, oh. forehead tattoo. Oh, not a forehead tattoo, but forehead. And tattoo. Foreheads and that tattoos. have tattoos. Or that too. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> logo slap is, you know, client invests money a little bit to get a logo designed and they think that's it. So they just want to, we'll put a logo on a mug. I'll put mm. a logo on a t-shirt. Is that why they always want to make it bigger? 
That's why. That's probably why they want to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've cracked the case. It's true. We have to now end it because mm-hmm. it's terrible. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but I think one of the interesting things about Miss Corn. That's me. And in her biography, in her history, which we could call a cornography. Oh, God. <laughs> she uh, and the Hubs mm-hmm. opened and owned a pizza restaurant. We did. We did. It was Pizza Nightmare. Yeah, Pizza Nightmares. <laughs> it was actually called Crumble and Herb after a... Uh, Nice. Um, an outcast song. I like it. Which, hilariously enough, Joseph and I are currently sitting in a room that is also named after an outcast it? song. Is this one is Dopalicious. It's true. It's Bodie Dopalicious. I like it. Um, but yeah, so uh, my husband and I co-owned with a few of our friends a pizza shop called Crumble and Herb out in the uh, Marietta mm-hmm. area, out in the Burbs. Um, hell of a lot of work, man. Yeah. Hell of a lot of work. I kind of realized very early on that I couldn't be, I couldn't be a real part of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I had my day job anyway, still working in advertising, um, still writing copy. I was just a little Lexling then. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, but you know, that was Adam's dream for a really long time was to, um, to cook and to own a restaurant. It's a lot of people's dreams until they realize it and then they're like, nope. This is not what I was dreaming. Yeah. It was really, um, you know, owning a business, I feel like, at any any time is always pretty intense because it's like not only do you have, um, you know, the pressures of the day-to-day running Mm. of the business, but then, you know, you have other people who are counting on you for, Mm. you know, mortgages and car payments and baby food and other things. And popping bottles. Popping bottles. Which is important. You know, buying Ferraris. Um, or, or Lamborghinis. Or Lamborghinis. We should be promoting our clients. As the case may be. <laughs> it's true. Um, in that, I mean, I think it's probably easy to see because you, you were on that side at least a little bit. It's easy to see how quickly you can fall into the pay a couple hundred bucks, get something designed, and use it everywhere. Oh, yeah, certainly. Because, I mean, especially for us, you know, being a small business, being as young as we were, um, I want to say, so we actually had that um, restaurant before we were married. Mm. So. And you still stayed together. And we still got married. That is amazing. And that is the strength of our love. That is, that's a strong, that's like journey strong. I mean, it's a real, it's a real like romantic yeah. dramedy, I feel like. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like that word too. That's like one of the few portmanteaus I can get behind. <laughs> it's a dramedy. <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. You know, I think we were like 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were young, broke, young, in love. visionary. Big dreams. Taken over the world. Let's put artichoke on this pizza. You did it what while you still knew everything. Yeah. Which is the time to do things. Which was precisely when we learned that we knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can definitely see um, how the value then becomes, at least from our perspective, being young and broke and um, owning this business that we didn't know what to do with. Even mm-hmm. with my advertising background, it was still, we got to get it done cheap. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I don't know if there's anything wrong with Gorilla. I think it's kind of a lot of places do that. I just think what the problem is is the the dreamers in the restaurant space end up, uh, especially in the beer space, let's bring that up right now. It's a mm-hmm. saturated market. Everyone wants to start their own brewery. It's like the same kind of mentality where it's it's just a, a direct line from product mm-hmm. to this like vision or this idea of what it's going to be. Like, I want to own a pizza shop and I want to sell pizza and make pizza all day. Mm-hmm. And when you say it like that, it sounds pretty cool. But I think when you get into it, you realize, 
one, that's not really what it is, and two, making pizza really isn't different. Mm -hmm. And so how, how, how do you position yourself? How do you even begin to raise a flag of something that is more than pizza, something that's elevated, um, that people will actually attach to? And I think that's that's the hard that's the hard ask that a lot of uh, uh, brewery owners would be and current as well as restaurant owners would be in current fail to ask. They just mm -hmm. draw that line between burrito and happiness, mm -hmm. which we all do. I mean, burritos are happiness. I just don't want to get paid to make them. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe eat them. Yes, love to eat them. Love to eat them. Love to eat pizza too. True. No longer own a pizza restaurant. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. It's probably why you're still alive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> can definitely get behind that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's tricky, right? Because, um, you know, especially I feel like when you have a new restaurant mm -hmm. that's opening and, you know, if, whether or not you're a young owner or not, but you have a, you know, this new venture that you're taking on, it's like, you know, you have so many different things that you have to concern mm -hmm. yourself with, mm -hmm. you know, uh, from the design of the interior to uh, what's going to be on the menu to who right. are you going to hire. Um, obviously, advertising is, and marketing is a tremendous portion of that, but at the same time, um, you know, there's so much I feel like it's very overwhelming. So I yeah. do feel like it's very, especially for people who weren't uh, so involved in our industry, to see it as being kind of an afterthought, which, mm -hmm. as you and I both know, is a poor decision yeah. many times, you know, because so. it's like you can have... You can have the greatest staff and you can have the most amazing menu and you can have, you know, beautiful interior design. But if nobody's coming in We're coming back. We're coming back. Um, we have bigger problems. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's I'm not saying it's more important mm -hmm. than any of those pieces, but I'm saying that it's equally as important. I would, I would tend to agree. I mean, I think one of the most important things is location. Mm -hmm. Um and I think most people would agree that are in the restaurant industry. Now breweries get away with not needing, it's almost like a bad location is the best location because right. it's like a, a destination. Yeah, it's um, like almost like hidden. Yeah, like hidden gems. It. Yeah, but it's interesting because um, that's where brand as business really comes into play, uh, which is again the theme for the month, mm -hmm. where the brand really needs to dictate. It's not. It's not about logo design or identity or awesome copywriting. You know, those are outputs. It really is about establishing what. The vision truly is mm -hmm. you know now when you first ask a lot of places like no we're gonna have the best pizza and I would say mm -hmm. no I've already had that it's yes, my favorite and right. you're not gonna be my favorite right you know and it's it's very subjective and like well we'll have the best customer service mm -hmm. same thing maybe my customer service best customer service for me today is leave me the hell alone mm -hmm. I got this I don't want to be interrupted mm -hmm. but tomorrow maybe I need my handheld so that that again is subjective and not something you can really you know rest your laurels on or grow a brand on I think that big thing is uh, you you and I have talked about it, like the human truth that really drives it forward and yeah. the passion that actually is differentiating. I think that, um, uh, am I allowed to curse on you? Fuck yeah. Yeah. So it's the why do I give a shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it really comes down to is that all of us all day long are just inundated with messages from mm -hmm. everywhere. And, um, you know, if I open a single app on my phone right now, I can have almost any food delivered to me mm -hmm. within the next 20 minutes. Why do I give a shit about your pad thai? Right. You know? Right. Um, so I think that where that comes in is that brand storytelling and being able to uh, tap in to that human truth. And, you know, 
really look at it, hone in on it, and figure out how to use it to your advantage. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, that's the toughest thing, right, is finding something that is going to resonate as well. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's so many Me Too's and there's so many, um, you know, people that, that gain inspiration for something and then they want to emulate it. They want to, or, or worse, just rip it off, mm-hmm. which we've definitely been there and done the same thing. Um, or seen the same thing, I should say. We haven't done the same thing. But um, we've been approached. I know I've been approached by it with clients. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we're going to be like the Chipotle of sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's called Subway. Right, which is like, it's a nice done. like m- metaphor to have, you know, as like your elevator pitch when you're right. trying to get investors, right. right? But it's not such a great idea when you're trying to craft your brand story. And it's actually a failure strategy, at least in that instance, because mm-hmm. the Chipotle of blank really doesn't, it doesn't always work. No. You know, like going down the line and like just mm-hmm. building these things seems really smart. But if there's one thing I've learned is people hate decisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, it, yeah. It seems really nice when you say I'm going to be the Chipotle of, you know, finer food. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, if you're going to go down the line like, OK, what kind of base would you like? You want a salad? You want mm-hmm. bread? You want rice? Do you want spaghetti? Do you want... Now I'm like, I don't care. Can you just make me a dish? Right. And it's like panic time then because like yeah. you're making a commitment. Well, yeah. You know? Did you fail? Did you fail on the question? Fail? Did you answer wrong? Right. There's so many bad things about it. But again, the, the brand needs to dictate the answer to that. Like mm-hmm. if that's the right format or not. And I think so many places, that's just where they fall flat. Yeah. Um, or they just they just don't see that. And when, you know, Simon Sinek actually wrote a uh, book called Start With Why, and it, it's absolutely brilliant because that's what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. The what is what you're making, and it could you think it's the best whatever, that's great. How you do it, that's the Chipotle of, that's your mm-hmm. process and stuff. But what really made Chipotle tick, and I think what's going to help them get out of this funk, um, which is an interesting word considering why they're in it, um, <laughs> how, what's going to help them get out of it quick is that if they, if they reestablish and re-latch onto that brand through the whole organization. Mm-hmm. So I think they lost their way a little bit. Cultivate a better world, great. They're talking about sustainability and the food and such. They forgot to cultivate a better wor- world with their employees, yeah. which is where norovirus is really going to pop up and happen because if an employee doesn't care, they're less prone to wash their hands, keep them clean, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. They, they don't care as much. Um, so I think if they reapproach that, that would be a strong step forward, and I think they could re, you know rebuild that brand rather quick. Um, that's hard to do when you have, you know, uh, shareholders breathing down your neck, yeah, getting angry at you. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, this month we have a couple of people talking about the similar thing, and one of the things that Denise brought up, and I believe Isaac from Kodo brought up was this idea, um, we talk about how do we get to the center of this, how do we begin this conversation of storytelling and brand building, and it's actually uh, writing an obituary for your brand, mm. which may be a little macabre, but it's actually really smart. because it's, it's interesting, though, yeah, because yeah. I, I actually have a different way that I go about it, but yeah, I'm wondering... me too, until they yeah. said it, and I was like, you know what, that's actually... And I've read it before, it just mm. didn't quite resonate as much as when, uh, you know, Denise and then Isaac uh, reaffirmed it, because what it really gets you to do is answer, I think, a really important question. Mm-hmm. If if your brand died today, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered? Mm-hmm. Who would care? Who would care? What would be missing from the world mm-hmm. when it happened? Mm. And that's like, those are some very strong questions to answer. And I think what's great is that takes it, that almost helps people rethink it and say, okay, if my brand died tomorrow, would good service and good food be missing from the world? No. No. 
No, it would not. No. You Bad know? news. Yeah. Sorry, friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's a low-hanging fruit is what that is. Um, so I think it's going to be really great for everyone to have a listen to what they had to say. Um, talking. I mean, I'm very interested. I'm very interested, too. I am intrigued. I'm pre-embarrassed a little bit. Because the Denise interview, I feel like, does not do her justice. Mm. And I feel, I can't ask her to do it again. But it was recorded on a conference call. So it's a bit rough around the edges. And uh, there isn't sandpaper big enough to make it sound good. Well. <laughs> so this is my I'm pre-apology. Sure, I'm sure everybody's going to forgive you. <laughs> starting with so. me. I forgive you, Joseph. Thank you. I am a good person. You are a good person. And I can do good things. And people like you. And people do like me. Well, mo- some people some don't pe- like me. Some people like you. Mo- yeah, like 2% of people. A few people like you. I know at least one. <laughs> <laughs> she married me. So, so she's at least fooled oh, me. That's, that's right. That's right. Congratulations. Yeah. Recently hitched. That's right. Welcome to Club Wed. As, yeah, as a lot of people would say, I outpunted my coverage. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, but do not tell her that. I don't want her to know. Wait, was, that, a like, was that a, a sports thing? Sprouts, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when you outpunt your coverage, it's like you've kicked way too far, oh. and uh, you've now opened yourself up to, uh, you've made yourself vulnerable. Oh. You know? And, oh, uh, are you feeling vulnerable right now? No, I don't feel vulnerable. Oh, okay. But if she does tear off with an underwear model, I, I would totally understand. That'll be a bad day. It'd be an upgrade. But mm-hmm. And <laughs> at that point, I will buy you all the burritos and pizza you want. I'm going to need it. I'm going to say, <laughs> what is it, uh, uh, that, that kickball? No, no, the um, the dodgeball, dodgeball, where he like he's all like fat. I'm going to be like just eating icing out of the uh, the can, sobbing lightly. And you want to talk about a human truth. Let's talk about eating your feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> That's what pizza's for. That's what pizza's for. All feelings. Yeah. Happiness, sadness, elation. Curiosity. Mm. I can find any reason. I know. I agree. So. I'm with you there. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. This is the first episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Um, did I do okay? Oh, you did well. Oh, thanks. You did well. You did good, kid. I'll do good. Um, so definitely uh, subscribe if you would. Um, give us good reviews on the Apple. Um, check out gritsandgrids.com. Become our friend. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at gritsgrids. Mm-hmm where we update a lot. I can't say daily because I fail that. Often. Yeah, often. I'll go with the old school pronunciation. Okay. You pronounce that T. Yeah. Hold on to it. I'm not going to. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, you know, it's different strokes right. for different folks. Do we want people to follow you anywhere? Uh, I mean, you can if you'd yeah. like. I mostly post selfies and pictures of my dogs. Like everyone else. Like everybody else. So really, I'm just... You probably have a lot more followers than I do because that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm adorable. That's right. Mm. Um, so where do they follow you? Ah, you can follow me at Most Lexcellent. Oh yeah. On the Instagrams, that's it's just like what Bill and Ted would say, but with an L. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bogus. Yeah, actually, the awesome thing about having a name like Lexi is that you can pretty much just add an L to any word that begins with ex. It's true. And it becomes branded. It's true. Speaking of brands, is business. That's right. That's your business. Mm-hmm. And. Business is good. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. Everyone, have a stellar week, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Bye now. Bye.